That's right, Fight Fans. Welcome back. We got Corey Sandhagen versus Marlon Marais. And we're going to bring somebody a dream tonight on the brand new Fight Cast. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning back to the brand new Fight Cast podcast. I am the prophet, and we need to give a huge thank you to the audience, everybody who tuned in last week, everybody who tuned in after the fight was amazing, and we can't thank you enough, and we're excited after we've shredded this second card. Last week, we went 7-4 and four overall. On 11 fights, picking every fight in the card, we were 2-1 and one on our best bets. We brought you a $900 best bet right before the fight. Uh, we announced that on the podcast uh, where we were wrong. We went 0-1 on our knockout of the night, and we also lost on our big dog of the night. We got some new strategies to bring for those this week. Uh, we're going to shred 13 fights on this card. We are excited. Here we go. All right, our second fight, we have Tracy Cortez going up against Stephanie Edger. Uh, Tracy Cortez coming in at 7-1 versus Stephanie Edger, 5-1. This is going to be Edger's first fight in USC. Looking at this more like a Dana White contender series fight. Does she have it? But Tracy Cortez has already been in the UFC, has fought some serious competition with Vanessa Mello and a Maria Agapovo. They're both in the UFC. Um, she has great striking, uh, rising elbows after a shot. Uh, she will take her fighter down and uh, and round and pound. She has great wrestling. Uh, she does need to work on her Brazilian jiu-jitsu a little bit. Uh, but I believe she will have a strong advantage over Stephanie Edger in the experience department. Um, Edger does have wins over Maria Romero Bello, who is in the UFC. She just fought a couple weeks ago. Uh, she's coming into the UFC. She wants to get a quick fight. Um, but I think she's facing uh, a step up of competition she's not ready for. And I definitely give Tracy Cortez the edge. I like Tracy Cortez at minus, minus 225 on DraftKings. Okay, our third fight up, we have Giga Chikadze versus Omar Morales. Uh, Chikadze is 10-2. Omar Morales is 10-0. Uh, it's going to be a very tough fight for both fighters. Um, I believe uh, Chikadze is the winner of his last five fights, first three in the UFC, including one in May 2020. I believe he just got a fresh contract. Um, he's very active, more powerful. He's got some world-class kick. This is a world-class kickboxer. Going against another striker. I believe he has a huge advantage over Omar Morales in the striking department. Um, Morales will try to take him take him down, uh, but Chikadze has good takedown defense. Uh, Omar Morales is tough. 
he wants to finish, but he's not very accurate. I'm going to compare this fight to the a fight we just seen recently uh, with with Adesanya versus uh, versus uh, Paulo Costa. Um, Costa was not very accurate. Adesanya was accurate. I believe Chikadze has the advantage because of the accuracy. He is the underdog in this fight. I believe the only reason he's the underdog is because Morales carries the zero in the loss column. Um, but I believe he comes out of this uh, fight with his first loss. I give the edge and the lean to Giga Chikadze at plus 130. All right, next up we got Ali Alkazi versus Tony Kelly. Bantamweight, 135-pound division. Uh, Alkazi comes in 8-4, and four, Kelly 6-2. and two. Uh, Both lost their first fight in the UFC. Uh, have strong records coming into the UFC. Alkazi winner four out of his last five. Kelly winner out three out of his last five. Uh, Tony Kelly has a good competition coming into the UFC. He's a little bit tall for the vid division. Good footwork, karate style. Uh, he does have some bad defense. Uh, we're going to look for look for him to get outboxed by Ali Alkazi. Uh, Alkazi has some better boxing. They call him the Royal Fighter. Uh, he's kind of was kind of small for the division, but he's got some uh, better accuracy and I believe some better. Uh, just some overall better fighting. He's a, he's a kickboxer. He's got some sneaky head kicks. And I believe he will outpoint Tony Kelly. Tony Kelly is overvalued in this fight. I like Alkazi at plus money. All right, we got a fun fight. We all remember Impa Kasaganai coming off his uh, victory uh, a couple weeks ago in his UFC debut. He also fought this, uh, this summer in the Dana White's Contender Series. He's going up against Joe Quinn Buckley. He's in the 185-pound division. Uh, Kasaganai, a heavy favorite, minus 250 against Buckley, plus 195. Uh, these are for some fairly even fighters. Um, if it goes to the striking, Buckley has a huge advantage in the power. Call him little mini Mike Tyson. He's left-handed. He fights left-handed, so he's like a left-handed Mike Tyson. And I believe he has a good chance to knock out Kasaganai. And uh, at plus money, I believe he has a great value. Uh, Kasaganai is very uh, green. He's only fought for a year and a half. He does have some good power. Um, he's got a great camp. He's working with Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman and Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. Uh, both that's a good camp to fight out of. He is 8-0. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough fight for him. Um, he's fighting an awful lot. And uh, I just think it's just too heavily favored. Uh, coming off his last two victories, um, I believe Buckley has uh, a strong advantage. He's fought Buckley has fought a uh, heavy, a little bit heavier competition, and Kevin Holland, and I believe uh, he just has an advantage in the striking. So I'm uh, looking for looking for a knockout here from Joaquin Buckley plus 195 money. This is a lean uh, pizza bet. That brings up our submission of our night. Take our breath away with Rodrigo Nascimento versus Chris Daukas. Now, this is a heavyweight fight, and we're going to look at this as a submission of the night, our squeeze play. We got Chris Dacus, 9-3, and three, 
going against the undefeated 8-0 Rodrigo Nascimento. Uh, now, we remember uh, a while back when the COVID was constricting the places to fight and the fighters that they can bring in to fight. Uh, they brought Chris Daukas in and out of contract. This is a real inexperienced fighter, former cop. Uh, he did win his UFC debut against Parker Porter, who was also in his debut. Both those fighters uh, were just fighters they were looking to bring in. And now we were looking to fade Chris Daukas against uh, the uh, heavy-handed and extremely tough Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt in uh, Rod Rodrigo Nascimento, who is, again, undefeated. Uh, both, uh, excuse me, Chris Dacus is winner of his four of his last five, most of them coming outside of the UFC against very uh, light competition. He didn't fight for two years prior to his UFC debut. Uh, he does have uh, several finishes uh, by knockout, fast hands. We're talking about Chris Dalkus uh, with some combos. He will go for the finish. I do question his cardio um, as I have not seen him fight in the later rounds. Um, I would bet definitely be betting against this fighter. We have a more active and more proven fighter in Winner of five straight submission victories, including his first in the UFC. Uh, this is one of my guaranteed best bets of the night. Uh, I would use this to parlay with the first best bet. I believe it brings in at the current value uh, minus 165 together. Uh, bringing it down from minus 305 uh, combined uh, with my prior best bet. For minus 165, if you put him with, excuse me, Tajir Ulanbekov at minus 371. You remember the Habib Nurmagomedov camp fighter with Eagle MMA. If we pair uh, Tajir and Rodrigo together, I believe that brings us extremely good value. Uh, more, more closer to even money. Uh, going back to this fight against Chris Zacco. Daukas, Rodrigo Nascimento um, has good takedowns, good ground to pound, excellent submissions, great heart, a solid chin, four wins inside of two minutes. He has more pass to victory than Chris Daukas. Uh, Daukas will be taken down and submitted. Um, he does have some power. I mean, wouldn't be surprised if Daukas goes down and, and, and uh, with some shots. Uh, but I look for this, uh, for him to set up his takedown with some punches. Takedown, Daukas, get into side control, grab a mount. I look at this, I wouldn't even be surprised. I could probably call the call the submission of a arm triangle. So I will call this submission Rodrigo Nascimento by arm triangle um, in the first round, Chris Daukas. Uh, bet, one of my best bets of the night and our submission of the night. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. Let the dogs out. Let the dogs out. 
is going to be our big dog of the night. Plus 210 on KB Bueller coming in undefeated out of Canada. Tanner, Tanner Bozer's camp. This is like a Dana Weiss contender series fight coming in for him. He is Kevin's Canada's number seven weight ranked middleweight prospect. Uh, this is going to be a easy fight coming in for him as Tom Breeze at 11 and 2 has been struggling to even fight out his contract. He's a loser of two out of three, one by knockout, one by split decision. Um, he's been in the UFC since 2015, but hasn't even been able to keep up with a three-fight contract. Uh, he's just in it for get a, to get a payday. Um, he does have some psychological issues he's had in the past. He's had to cancel many, many fights. Um, I'm not, not exactly sure why, uh, but because of this, we're going to fade him. KB Bueller is our big dog of the night. Eight and O. Bet the Bueller. All right, we got up Yusuf Zalal versus Ilya Tokoria. Yusuf Zalal is a 23-year-old kid coming out of Camp Factory X in Colorado. He's got great cardio. He's only 23 years old. He's being hand-fed prospects uh, that are under uh, haven't really fought too much competition. As the UFC really likes this fighter, uh, he's a former Levicta fighter. Uh, he, but the, the thing about him is he's a points fighter. He only, he doesn't have too many knockouts on his record. Uh, the, key, the UFC seems like they keep handing him another fighter and another fighter to outpoint. Um, and that's what this Ilya Topuria is. Um, Topuria is undefeated, so it just makes... Zawal looked even better, but the thing about Topuria is he's not fought anybody with a win um, on the record, 0-1s, 0-2s. Uh, his record is kind of uh, shaky for an 8-0 start, uh, but if he can beat Zawal, he would he would definitely look well, but I think Zawal has the advantage with the camp and with the experience. Uh, we're taking Zawal in this, minus 200. Call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. What's up with the beer? Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom, explosion. Over towering, over the competition. I'm towering, reckless shot. When I drop these lyrics that I make you call the cops, don't you dare stare. You better move. Don't ever compare me to the rest that are all get sliced and diced. Competition's paying the price. I'm gonna knock you. We are super excited to welcome Tom Aspinall, 8-2, going against Alan Bodot in the heavyweight division. We'll let you know that Alan Bodot is moving up in a weight class to take on Tom Aspinall. Who has finished all eight of his wins by a knockout? He landed every punch in his UF, UFC debut in his last fight for the knockout. He's basically undefeated. Um, if you look at his two losses, one came by disqualification, uh, one came in his early fighting days as he got caught uh, inexperiencedly. In a heel hook, um, he's got Aspinall has great movement for a heavyweight, fast hands. He's really slick. He's got some good leg kicks. He fights with combinations. Uh, these heavy hands 
uh, will land as he moves forward. Um, he's very solid, very tall. Now, Bodot has won four of his last five, four by knockout. Um, his one loss uh, was also by a uh, knockout to uh, Bula, who was in the UFC. Uh, his only fight, the only fight uh, that he has lost he came against UFC competition. All the other fighters he has beaten uh, came against competition, not in the UFC. Uh, so as he steps into the UFC and fights anybody uh, that's a step up in competition, he has lost. He's only beaten people that have had like one or two fights on their records. Uh, this is a hand-picked fighter, again, for Aspinall to continue his winning ways. They want Aspinall to move up the heavyweight rankings, and I believe this is a uh, piece of fish for Aspinall to knock out. This is our knockout of, an, of the night. Um, not a lot of information on Bodot, uh, but from what I've seen, there's... Uh, this is not going to be. Uh, uh, this is not going to go past the first round. This is going to be Tom Aspinall knockout of the night. Put the money on it. All right. Next up, we got in the uh, middleweight division, 185 pounds, Strickus Duplessis versus Marcus Perez. Uh, both fighters come in with a decent record: 12 and three for Perez, 14 and two uh, for Duplessis. Uh, we're going to look at the camps on these guys. We got Marcus Perez coming in with the Jessica Andrade team. Duplessis coming in with Jan Blahovich's team. Uh, I've seen Perez fight in, there, in other fights. He comes out dancing like a Michelle Pereira, a Pereira um, but he's very sloppy. And I feel like he's going to feel the Polish power of Drikus Duplessis. Uh, he's got uh, all of his fights as finished by stoppage. And he's going to finish this one by stoppage as well against Perez. I see, think Perez takes uh, takes the stoppage by knockout, uh, first or second round. Uh, this is definitely a Duplessis fight, minus 162. All right, next up we have a fan favorite in Big Ben Rothwell. And he's going up against Marcin Tybura. Just to give the record, that Rothwell is 38-12. and 12. He's been in some wars in the UFC. Uh, he's going against 19 and 6 Tybura. Uh, ben Rothwell is two winner of two out of three, including a win against recently against Ovin St. Prue. He has uh, he has a lumbering style. He likes to lean on his opponents. Uh, he's going to wear on Marcin Tybura. Tybura likes to wrestle. I believe that's going to be a disadvantage for Tybura. Uh, as Rothwell uh, will uh, is is good wrestling. He has uh, he's good grappling. Um, and we'll grapple Tarbura and lean on him and wear him down. Um, I believe this is a good fight for Rothwell. Uh, he's got a lot, got a lot more experience. Minus one eighty-two. You're getting a good number on Rothwell. Uh, I believe he takes takes down Tarbura in the second round. <laughs> Forever, going together, that'll be 
All right, in the co-main event comes our third best bet of the night. We have Edson Jr. Barbosa taking on Maquan Americani in the 145-pound featherweight division. Barbosa comes in hold, holding a 20-9 and record against Americani at 16-4. and uh, Edson Barbosa has been a staple in the UFC for very many years. Uh, although he has been a loser of three straight, five of his last six, as he's been bouncing around uh, divisions, he's moving down a weight class to the featherweight division from the lightweight division. This is his second fight in the featherweight division. He lost his first fight to Dan Ige uh, by split decision. Uh, he's fought the likes of Paul Felder, Justin Gaethje. His last win comes in 2018 against Dan Hooker. He has some of the best kicks in the UFC. Um, he's a stand-up Muay Thai striker, kickbox-style uh, fighter who strikes at four significant strikes per minute with a 40% accuracy. He bloodies up every opponent he faces with his slicing elbows and his, uh, and his nasty kicks and knees. Um, he, tries, uh, he can try to win by points, um, that's why he might have uh, has lost some of these fights as the, uh, the judges see him uh, try to win uh, by points at times and not try to finish fighters. He's not a, doesn't strike with enough volume, one strike at a time, instead of using his combos. Uh, he will offer some spinning attacks with some spinning, uh, spinning back fists and some spinning kicks. Um, his opponent, Maquan Americani, is coming in a winner of two of his last three. Uh, he lost to Shane Burgos by knockout uh, uh, two fights ago. The UFC handed him a cupcake in his last fight, and he ate that fighter, and now he's coming against Barbosa. Um, he's a submission-style fighter. Wrestler, take you down and try to submit you. He is much smaller than Edson Barbosa. He does not offer nearly the strength that Barbosa does. He's or Barbosa has. He's going to have a hard time taking down uh, Barbosa in this fight. This is a huge step up in competition for Americani and experience. Um, he tries to come in for an immediate shot. He has some good judo throw or judo throws. Uh, but like I said, he's very small. Um, he's not going to submit Barbosa, so he has no path to victory. Making Barbosa are going to be one of our best bets of the night at minus 265. We're going to look to pair him with our other uh, best bets of the night, bringing us to even money, um, which we, I will go over before the end of the podcast. Um, just, to, uh, just to verify, this is going to be Barbosa to win at minus 265. Okay, hopefully everybody's dream has been realized and we're all kicking back in with the money in our pockets and watching Corey Sandhagen take on Marlon Marais. The Sandman's going to try to put Marlon Marais to sleep. Uh, Corey Sandhagen comes in with 6.95 significant strikes with a 50% accuracy, 1.2 takedowns, also with a 50% accuracy. He's a winner of four of his last five. He lost his last fight to Aljamain Sterling in the first round by submission. He got caught in a situation where both fighters were dry, no sweat, couldn't get out. 
Uh, as Aljamain jumped on his back real quick, he wasn't prepared for it. For it. Now, I have seen Corey Sandhagen be a point-style fighter um, and not look for a finish, look to pepper people from the outside, uh, slips in and out, looks to use his kicks and his punches from the outside. I have him seen jump in with some flying knees. He uses his height and his, and his length to his advantage. He has impeccable cardio. He will last all five rounds in this fight. I believe this sets up to be uh, a backup fight for the Aljamain Sterling uh, Piotr Jan fight down the road. Uh, whoever wins this fight will be the backup fighter uh, for that fight. Uh, Corey Sandhagen uses a variety of strikes. Uh, he is a kickboxer, puncher, stunner style fighter. He fights from both the left and the right. Um, he does not do well with a lot of power in his face. Um, he will wrestle to get up and strike some more. Now that that brings in the number one, uh, number one contender in this division, and Marlon Marais. Um, he's also a winner of four of his last five. He lost to Henry Cejudo last. He beat Aldo. Uh, Jose Aldo Jr. recently, but that's not really saying much. I would be fading Aldo Jr. Um, Aldo did have a 70-inch reach advantage, uh, but I believe Corey Sanhagen offers a little bit more than Aldo does at this point in his career. Um, Marlon Moraes was able to take down uh, Aldo in his, uh, in his 135-pound debut uh, but he didn't do anything with Aldo. He was point fighting, left him on the ground, was able to get back up, just like Sandhagen uh, is going to be able to do in this fight. Uh, I believe that Marais won a couple fights by knockout, and now he's just headhunting and fishing for that knockout and hasn't been getting it, and that's been frustrating him in his last few contests. I believe that will allow some openings uh, for Sandhagen. I believe this fight will go the distance, um, and they will stay on the feet. Sandhagen will use that 6.95 significant strike volume uh, to pepper Marais from the outside. He won't be able to get the distance. He won't get the knockout. He will be frustrated, and we're going to look for the favorite to win this fight, minus 143. Uh, that wraps up 13 fights. We broke them all down for you. We got our best bets. As we go back, we have the co-main event of Edson Jr. Barbosa, minus 265. Uh, we're going to look that up, and we're going to look to parlay that fight. And what we're going to do here is we parlay that with one of our other best bets. And I'm using the I'm using the DraftKings app. Um, you can use your local uh, uh, betting agency or go to your local casino to see what the numbers are, I recommend shopping around. Um, we got Edson Barbosa on the DraftKings app at, app at minus 265. Um, we're going to pair pair that with Rodrigo Nascimento at minus 305. Uh, that gives us minus 121. So that's $121 to win $100. So I am going to bet $460 on this fight to win about $844. 
Uh, this is my guaranteed parlay of the night. Edson Jr. Barbosa and Rodrigo Nascimento. Um, I'm also going to look to play best bets tonight of Tajir Ulenbeka. Um, you could add him in to further in the parlay. Or you can look to bet some of these fighters uh, up and down. Uh, just wanted to give my recommendation on some of the bets that I will be making. I will be posting all uh, my bets on Twitter. Uh, before the fight, you can find me, the prophet, uh, bringing you the profit and predicting these fights uh, every week on this podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at All Day Sports 24-7. Uh, I am a professional better, professional handicapper for these fights. Um, and I look forward to working with you guys every week. I thank you very much for listening to our podcast, the MMA Fight Cast. Uh, we will be the fastest growing podcast on the radio every week. As we keep bringing you the most winners and the most money. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week.